the Spirit of God. Led by the Spirit of God. And I take uh, the key um, message uh, of the Bible from the book of John, chapter 16. Uh, I read verse 7 and I read verse 13. John 16, verse 7 and verse 13. And the Bible says, nevertheless, I tell you, this is Jesus speaking to his disciples. I tell you the truth. It is not to your advantage. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, and the helper here is talking about the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Let's go to verse 13. Verse 13, however, right, when he, talking about the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth has come, it will guide you into all truth, for it will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, it will speak. He hears from him, he hears from the Lord, right, and it will tell you things to come. And I want us to celebrate the word of the Lord this evening, because... God has not left us to be by ourselves, but he has left us in the hand and in the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And that tells me that we have an advantage, right, from this very passage of the Bible, that it will, tell, it will not just tell us, it will not just leave us, but it will tell us things to come. Now, I, I know that every one of us from childhood till now, we wish that each time we are going into an exam, examination hall, right, we have opportunity to know the question ahead of time, right? It is a clear, it's going to be a very clear case. When you go into an exam hall where you don't know what to expect, and when you go into an exam hall where you know what to expect, right? When you know what to expect per time, an examination hall here yeah, does not mean uh, academic examination. Even for every time we wake up and we step out of our house, we go to defend that proposal, we go for that job interview, we go after that business. We are going for an exam because it is an unknown, an unknown destination, right? But we have an advantage when we know what is waiting or what is ahead of us because if it is negative, it is, if it is evil, we are able to avert it, we are able to maybe uh, prevent it from happening. And if it is positive, we are also able to take advantage and pitch ourselves as the case may be, right? And uh, when we consider from uh, verse 7 and verse 13 of this same verse that we read, we know that that was Jesus talking to his disciple, right? And that will bring about another concern that who are those that Jesus left the Holy Spirit for? And that is a very critical question. He was talking to his disciple, and when we also consider the way it is in Christendom and uh, for some lazy Christian, we have ascribed the leading of the Holy Spirit or Holy Spirit talking to, to us to a particular set of people that the Holy Spirit will only talk to maybe the senior pastors or to the general overseers, but no, right? When I would like us to go to Romans chapter 8, verse, 14, verse 14. I want us to see what the Bible says in Romans 8.14. In Romans 8.14, uh, the Bible says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Right? So, it's the question, therefore, is to ask, are you a child of God? Right? If you have no ambiguity, there is no ambiguity about that, the answer to that question, for you, by yourself, if you are a child of God, then... For as many that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. They are, the, they are, they are uh, the children of God, right? So if you are a child of God, if you are a son of God and a daughter of God, uh, the Spirit, the ministry of the Holy Spirit is also available unto you. The ministry of the Holy Spirit is there for you, right? And it is then going to be a, a very grave error for us to ascribe the leading of the Holy Spirit to some particular class of people or to some particular set of people. The Holy Spirit was left as an helper for every one of us, for every one of us. The day we gave our life to Christ, we enjoy the ministry of the Holy Spirit. The day 
we, 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 we accept Jesus, right? The Holy Spirit is, is sent such that he will continue the work that Jesus began in our life, right? So every one of us have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us leading us. However, another question that we now ask ourselves is, do you hear, right? That you don't hear the Spirit of God leading you or teaching you the way that you should go or guiding you into all truth. By the way, all truth means reality, right? Guiding you into all truth. Whatever the way things are meant to be, the way you are designed to function, the Holy Spirit is meant to be the one to guide you, to let you know that you cannot beg, you cannot suffer what other persons suffer because you are not designed to suffer, right? Because you are a child of God. That you, you don't hear or that you are not yielding to the Spirit of God does not mean that the Spirit of God is not speaking, right? If you check your life and you feel that, I'm not sure I hear the Holy Spirit, I'm not sure Holy Spirit talks to me, then it is not the Holy Spirit that we should check. It is you that we should check, right? And this evening, I'm, I'm trusting God that we are going to be able to diffuse some of those things, uh, factors that may prevent us from hearing from the Holy Spirit. And we we'll also look into how is it that uh, we hear from the Holy Spirit. The leading of the Spirit of God is a common gift that is poured on all God's children to meet their common needs. The leading of the Spirit of God is a distinct feature of the child of God, the children of God. It is the Spirit of God in us that differentiates us from others. And I, I, I don't know the confidence that we have, but I have this confidence that there are just some things that I cannot suffer, right? Not because the Bible does not say that there is, there is nothing that is new under the sun, right? We've seen those that know God that even... Per se, something evil happened to them. But I just have this confidence that whatever God does not permit cannot happen to me, right? And he says, the thought I have towards you is a thought of good and not of evil to give you an expected end. So I, I hold on to that word and I just believe that uh, the, the, the thought he has towards me, the, 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 the plans he has for me is the plans that will come to pass, right? The leading of the Spirit of God is a constructive fact of sonship. And that was what the, the, the Bible passage that we read, Romans 8, uh, verse 14, was referring to, saying that for as many that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So one of the ways for you to confirm to yourself now that if you are a child of God or a son of God or a daughter of God is to check if you hear from God. If you hear from God, there are times, I'm sure we, we, we might have found ourselves in a situation where some things happen to us sometimes and we begin to ask God, why didn't I get to know about this, right? It is because you, are, you know, right? And if you check well, most times you, must, you might have gotten that a precaution, just maybe you didn't yield. But let me use another example. There are times that we might just be looking for something in, in, in the house, right? It could be a khaki. And you are looking for that khaki all around the house. And you are looking for it not because you do not know that you have the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And you exhaust yourself. But at that point, when you become conscious of yourself that Holy Spirit help me. Holy Spirit help me. Just by surrendering yourself to the ministry of the Holy Spirit at that point, you will hear, most of the time, you will hear a voice that will tell you, check there. And you realize that everywhere, the same place you have been going around, the key that you are looking for is there. And that is what the ministry of Holy Spirit is meant to do in our life. It is meant to help us. It is meant to make our life easy. It is meant to make things, it is the fact that we are led by the Spirit of God gives us an advantage that nothing should happen to us by chance. We should not, nothing should, should eat us unawares because we have the Spirit of God on the inside of us, right? And some persons have also ascribed the leading of the Spirit of God to a spiritual fanatism where you are a customer service officer in a bank, right? And you are meant, a, a customer has come to you to complain about a certain debits that uh, he or she cannot lay hands on uh, in, in his or her account. And instead of you to look through the computer and you are speaking in tongues, right? 
and, and you are just carrying yourself around, you are the one that will enter the office, you are making a morning devotion such that we disturb the peace of the environment or such that we arouse and incite uh, anger of another person. No. Right? Carrying the Spirit of God on the inside of us, it is not until we begin to show it. No. What you have, you don't have to argue about it. Right? If you are big, you are big. If you have the Spirit of God on the inside of you, you have it. You don't have to boast about it. You don't have to tell somebody, do you know I'm a child of God? Do you know I have the Spirit of No, you don't have to. You have it, you have it. And you can commune with the Holy Spirit. And in fact, when we are able to comport ourselves, we even hear the leading of the Holy Spirit better in that sense. So a life that is not caught unaware, that is not tossed around by feelings or doubt or manipulation of men or forces of darkness, is a life that is yielded to the leading of the Spirit of God. Right? You cannot be tossed around by, by manipulation of men because the Spirit of God will guide you. Said the Spirit, when the Spirit comes, it will guide you. Guidance there can be, well, if we look at the synonymous, uh, synonyms of guidance, right? It's, it's, it's diver, can be leading, can be uh, taking you by hand, right? Guidance can be that will teach you, right? Guidance can be that will tell you what to even say per time. It will give you direction, right? And I like that slide. If you can give me that slide that, uh, you, for, this, for this service, that slide, I like that slide. Right? That slide shows a, a typical example of, I'm waiting for this slide, a, a typical example of a, a point where you need the direction of the Holy Spirit. You are on a journey and you, 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 you reach a, a crossroad or a road that is divided into two where you don't know what decision to take. You don't know what step to take or you have found yourself in a situation where you have been looking for a job for, for five years, for three years. And suddenly, in the space of one month, you have an offer of three kind of job. All of them offering you the same kind of incentive. And you are at that point where you need to take decision. At that point, it is the point where the spirit you need to engage or the, 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 the advantage of being led by the spirit of God come to play in your life. Because he knows the beginning. He knows the ending. As a matter of fact, it is a man. It is men. That functions from beginning to the end, right? The way God functions, God functions from the end, right, to the beginning. So sometimes we see ourselves in a situation and we are wondering, why is this happening to me? It is happening to you because God has ordained for you to go through that path because he has seen the end of that path even when you have not seen it. Even when you have not seen it. To be led by the Spirit of God, just like the senior pastor said, is to have a sense of direction, knowing what to do part time. There is no confusion. There is no ambiguity. You are not confused. To be led by the Spirit of God is to know what to do part time, having a sense of direction. Either in a decision making, having a sense of direction. Either when you are talking, when you need to talk, or when you need to negotiate. Having a sense of direction, have you not found yourself for some businessmen in a situation where you want to negotiate and you don't know what to negotiate? And you are in that point that you can actually negotiate low on yourself. But the Spirit of God is telling you, he's putting a particular figure. And even you, you are like, ah, how will I mention this figure? How will, how will I mention this? And you mention the figure. And the figure sounds to the person that is listening to you and is like, What's the big deal? I mean, I've conducted an interview for someone and I was asking the person how much. And on my scale, I have about maybe 300 person to pay that person. And the person said, eh, if I can get between uh, 120 to 150. I said, okay, okay, okay. Right? And, you know, sometimes you are just there. In, but the Spirit of God can see into the book of the person that will take a decision and put the word that you will speak in your mouth. Because it's the Spirit of truth. It's the Spirit of reality. It's a spirit that I've gone ahead of you. It's a spirit that knows the end from the beginning. The spirit of God. The spirit of God. One of the best things I know that I enjoy in life and, 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 and being a Christian, called by God, yielded to God, is the ministry of the Holy Spirit. It's the ministry of the Holy Spirit. There are times for, for some persons that, have, uh, that ride with me home sometimes, on the Wednesday service, Wednesday like this, when we leave, I ask the Holy Spirit, where should we take? 
right? And you just discover that you usually would take Alausa through beggar. But this time around, the Holy Spirit is saying, take Ojodu. And you will discover that, thank God you took Ojodu because if you are taking where you are used to taking, you would have landed yourself in a big trouble. So the leading of the Holy Spirit is not, is not left for spiritual matters. The Holy Spirit is there. It will guide you into all, all truth, all, in everything, in everything. In every decision, in our thoughts, in our words, in our deed, in our action, is available to guide us. It will guide us into all truth. Into all truth. So the next time you are coming to church and you really want to make it to a Wednesday service and you are confused, which road should I take that I will be caught in traffic? You may just want to ask the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit will minister to you which way to take for you to boycott the traffic or whatever it is that may want to hinder you from entering the presence of God. Please, sir. How many people are happy that we're talking about this? Let's have an engagement. If we all heard from the Holy Spirit, what is the percentage of trouble we're facing now that we'll be facing if we were hearing from the Holy Spirit? 10%? 20%? Ten. What about on this side? If we're hearing from the Holy Spirit, what percentage of trouble that we're facing now would we be facing? Would it be less? Much less. Huh? What about you? Are you in church? What percentage of the troubles we're facing today would we have to face if we were listening to the Holy Spirit? Very much good. less. Yes, sir. Let me see your hand up. Much less. Okay, so I want to ask you, do you want to continue to suffer? Do you want to continue to strive? So that's what this message is all about. You know, my concern is this. When I got saved, Christians were led by the Spirit. It's as if a generation has gone to heaven and I don't understand what is going on. Can I tell you something? Do you know how many blessings we have missed by not listening to the Holy Spirit? How many of you agree with me? Have we missed blessings by not listening to the Holy Spirit? Let's just thank God. Let's just appreciate him for this topic. My contribution is this. One of the main ways the world should know you're a child of God is because they see that there is a teleguiding about your life they don't understand. They may argue at your doctrine, they may not like the church you go, but when they find out that you're led of the Spirit, that's what happened to Daniel. He said, we have heard of you, that you are full of the Spirit of God. Something tells you what to tell the king, and the king does well. So, I think it was three or four kings. They all hired Daniel back to back, and none of them was a Christian It means that many of us should be on the board of directors of the best companies because they know that when they are in trouble, for some reason, you will have an answer. Is that not what happened to to, to Joseph in Egypt? Nobody cared whether he was a citizen or not because he could hear from God. Let me first put our, let's put our hand on our ears. And just say prayer. I said, from today, Lord, I'm tired of hearing my own voice. I'm tired of hearing the voice of social media and everybody's voice. I want to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. That he may guide me. He may lead me out of confusion. He may show me the way to go. I can avoid some trouble. I can access the blessings of God. I can know when opportunities are coming and I will be prepared. Lord, I want, I am sorry for all my obstacles. I'm sorry for listening to everybody else but you. But from today, I open up myself to hear the Lord, to be guided, so that my testimony may prove to the world that God is good to his children, that my life may become easier and better. Thank you, Lord. For this opportunity, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Join me to celebrate the senior pastor.
Thank you very much, sir, for leading the way. And very soon, I'm going to be coming back to us to make this interactive. And I want us to begin to consider, as, as the word comes, uh, what are those things uh, that may be preventing us or that we have seen or observe, it may be in us, it may be in other persons, right, uh, hindering us from hearing the voice or the leading of the Holy Spirit. And very importantly, because we are talking about the leading of the Holy Spirit, we need to also understand that the leading of the Holy Spirit is subjective, right? And by that I mean the way the Holy Spirit will lead one person might totally be different from the way it's going to lead the other person. So it is meant to be the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. You receiving for yourself and by yourself the leading of the Spirit of God, right? So that you are not caught in a web of just following somebody because you hear a testimony, right? Uh, I think one of the testimonies we had the last time was that uh, somebody came here and prayed on this altar and the Lord answered. And the Holy Spirit is telling you, for this particular, in this particular own, your own case, you need to go to the man of God. Right? This one will happen by the lanes of hand or by the anointing. But you have, you have you fixed your mind on a particular direction. Right? So we need to understand that the way the Holy Spirit talks to one, it may not necessarily talk to another person that same way. Right? Uh, we used to hear some funny, funny leading of the Holy Spirit when we were growing up. That some persons will say they are looking for husband or wife. And they told God that the person that will marry today, uh, if it will be in the church, let the person wear yellow. And they come to church and see, they see a sister that is wearing yellow. And you, you approach the sister, you get a slap out of the, out of the place, right? Uh, or, or a sister too that is confused and cannot hear God for himself, for herself or by herself. Somebody will come and tell you that uh, the Holy Spirit has led me to you. And you give your life to someone that does not even have a direction for his own life. And you, you find yourself in a bigger trouble. Is it that the Holy Spirit did not speak or is not speaking to you? No. You might just be the one that didn't consult the Holy Spirit or listen to the Holy Spirit. He said the Spirit himself will bear witness in you. So whatever anybody is coming, as a matter of fact, it is even wrong for us to come to church. We are just coming blindly. We are just coming empty. We should come anticipating, expecting a confirmation of whatever God has spoken to us. There should be no word that will come from the altar that should eat you by chance. It is a word that will come and resonate in your heart about something that God has already deposited in your life. In your life. And this thing, there is no theory to it. There is no big deal to it. It is just about you staying in the place. In the, and, you, and this thing you can also learn. Right? And we are going to discover in the course of, to, of this sermon, time permitting, in a, in a situation, I think it was Elijah, expecting the revelation of God. And, and, and the Bible talks about it in, in 1 Kings chapter 9. Talked about the fact that, uh, is it 9 or 19? I'm not sure. Talked about the, the fact that he, he, God asked him to go. Then he saw a, a storm, a wind, and he said of a truth, God must be in this one. And the wind passed, and God was not in it. Then after the wind came, fire. Uh, 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 we have heard about how God sent down fire. But indeed, God was not in the fire. But in that midst, immediately, immediately the fire passed. It was just a small still voice, right? What will make you hear that small still voice? It is not in a place of doubt or in a place of distraction or in a place, it is a place of meditation. It is a place of quietness. We need to learn and teach our soul to be quiet so that we can hear what the Spirit of God is saying per time. In the place of quietness. In the place of quietness. Sometimes when you can be in the midst of trouble and your soul is at rest. It is a grace. In case we don't know, you can pray for that grace. That there will be turbulence in the air and everybody is rumbling and they are, they are, they are confused. They, they are reading, they are taking their last prayers and your soul finds rest in God because you know the one that has that, that have kept you, that have created you, is able to uphold you from falling. From falling. We had testimony about a situation where they were firing people, but yet some persons are in a place of rest because their case is different, their case is settled. 
They are led by the Spirit of God. By the Spirit of God. So we should be weary, right? And that is why so many people today fall for, quote and unquote, who they call the false prophets. Because they have tied their life to the fact that anything that comes from it, and you will hear all sorts of things. Somebody's telling you that you have an evil spirit and it is begun that will chase the evil spirit out of you. Right? You hear all funny, funny kind of things. Right? Someone that wants to deliver you and yet is kicking a pregnant woman in the tummy, all by the leading of the Holy Spirit, in the name of the so-called Holy Spirit. But if you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, there are some things that somebody will tell you. And <laughs> my wife called me one day. She went to see her homes, and she, when she got there, she met a so-called pastor that told her, uh, tell your husband that uh, he needs to call me because he should not travel in the next seven days. And she said, she told the man there, she didn't even come home to tell me that don't, he's not going to call you. I know he's not going to call you. But he needs to do a prayer. I said, pray for him if you want to pray for him, but he's not going to call you. He, even when he came to tell me, she didn't come to tell me out of fear. Because we are not under such kind of uh, nonsense. Don't travel seven days. If I won't travel seven days, yes, there is a covering. There is a spiritual authority that God has placed over my life. It is not every dumb dick and hurry that I will listen to. Somebody will just come, don't eat fish today so that you will not die. Bring the fish. Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This is on a lighter note. Um, Pastor Abdebwe, I read through his book. He said he had a meeting in London that the Lord told him to go for. And that we entered the plane. And halfway, they experienced this turbulent storm. And everybody started praying. The thing started shaking and everything. And he was eating his food. And people were looking at him. He said there was a man seated, seated next to him. And the man refused to eat his food. So he now looked at the man. And the man looked at him. Asked if he was going to eat that food. <laughs> the man said he should eat the food. So he ate the food. So after about an hour of turbulence and everything, the thing stopped. And the man now looked at him that, where's my food? <laughs> he gave it out. <laughs> but what I'm trying to get through to you is that he said when he was leaving, the Lord told him he was going for that meeting. So everything that was happening, he had the peace of God in him. He did not care because the Holy Spirit told him he was going for that meeting. Yes, sir. So everything he was just experiencing, it was just for the sake of it. Yes, sir. He had faith in the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you very much, sir. And, and, and that is also a strategy. Yes, sir. Can I, can I just say something very quickly? You mentioned something quietly, but I heard it loud. A lot of people are in bondage today. Because you're listening to a voice that is not the voice of God. Yes, sir. I can assure you that I had an experience about 20 something years ago that if I got that encounter wrong, I would still be in bondage though today. I'll tell you the story. I went to Ibada. You remember when I used to, when the V-boot came out? You know, I had a black coupe V-boot. It was a raining car. I went to Ibadan on a day trip. I don't know whether I went for a wedding. So when I was coming back, because the car is black, you know, it gets dirty quickly. So I parked at a car wash. I said, wash this car. So I sat in a corner. And one guy came, prophet. He walked past my car. He stopped. He came back. He said, who is the owner of this car? I did like this to all the people there. I said, don't tell him. So he said, the person that owns this car, I want to talk to the person. When nobody answered him, he said, this person that owns this car should not travel with this car because I have seen this car crash and the car will become the coffin for the person. So everybody around me started to move. I said, answer him, oh. answer him, you're a young man. Oh. I was like 30. I waited for the man to go. I paid them. I got to my car. I said, Lord, 
that voice is not your voice. What are you saying? He said, put on your seatbelt. Put on your music. Cruise to Lagos. This man's voice, listen, I'm telling you, I could still hear the prophet's voice. Louder than the voice of the Lord. But I was raised as a Christian to hear the voice of God louder than the voice of man. Yes, sir. I was newly married. My child was only one year old. I said, you're going to die. Make this child suffer. I said, that's not the voice of God. My heart was beating up. My heart was beating up. Normally, when you hear this thing, who knows what I'm talking about? Mm. When they give you bad prophecy, your heart will be shaking. But when you know the God that you serve, I said, this is not the voice. I stopped myself. I sailed that Mercedes 230 CE. I sailed it to Lagos at 14160. I said, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die in style. Yes, sir. <laughs> when I got to the toll gate, I parked. I checked myself like this. Now Lagos. I sit here. I said, turn the wire that prophet. <laughs> now, what am I saying? If I started like that, the prophet will have my number and will start to monitor my progress. Mm. But today I am free. So, and I want to pray for somebody. You know, some of us we work out too much. We, you don't even know. You have too many fathers. <laughs> there are too many voices in your life, so you have no peace. I pray if there's such a person here, may the Lord deliver you. Amen. God has not given us a spirit of fear, yes, but of love, of power, and, and a sound, sound mind. mind. Yes, if God has not spoken, I will never come to you and say, God said something. And can I tell you something? The voice that we're talking about mm. does not send fear to his children. Yes, sir. It does not put you in bondage. If you watch me, I am God conscious. I'm not devil conscious at all. When I'm moving, I'm moving with angels. And when I give you a prophecy, it is what God wants to do in your life, not what Satan is attempting to do. Yes, sir. Let us celebrate God. Thank, Thank you, you much, Minister Toby. God Thank bless you. Thank you very much, sir. God conscious. Right? There are some of us, when we hear that there is a witchcraft somewhere, even if there is a witchcraft, the best thing for us to do is to avoid the place. Don't let me pray against the witchcraft so that I will not go and look for our trouble. Let her not come to me. Look, look go look for trouble. What is, what is witchcraft? Deal with something and don't let us go to that point. All right, let's. I need us to, to move fast and I, wa- I just want us to make it so that it won't be only Pastor and Pastor Kola that is talking. What are those things that, that hinders us from hearing from God? I, I, need, I need the mic to go around uh, at this time. Let's, let's have a discussion. Maybe we should start from this side. There are always. Are you. What are those things that hinders us from hearing from God? We need to hear from you. Brother Sam, yes, you're on spot. At least I know your name of all the other persons there. I know Brother Tosin too, so I'm coming to you. Quickly. What hinders us from hearing from God? Praise God. I think number one thing is sin. Okay. Then two, uh, unbelief. The Bible says, um, uh, a double-minded person cannot, cannot get receive from God. anything so from God, not even his word. Yes, so we have unbelief. Then I think my friends can help us. Pass the mic to Mr. Boyle. Our person, Boyle. It's all right. We can come to this side of the of the hall. Right? A double-minded man cannot receive anything from the Lord. Right? Even so, the fact that you have unbelief in your heart, it does not mean that God is not. In fact, that's even a sign that God is talking to you. You are just the one that is negotiating. Should I yield? Should I not yield? Let's have you, sir. Good evening. Hello. Yes, sir. Pastor, I'm so encouraged by that word. <laughs> the word you, you just spoke. Um, I remember when I, I wrote a, a letter to church that I 
needed money for my rent sometime this year. I prayed at home. I heard God clearly on the particular job I'm going to do in the office. I got to the office very early. Beyond the normal time I resumed. Just standing outside waiting for my client. The person he showed me his picture. Out of the blues, a man with white just walked up to me and said to me, um, are you Mr. Andy? I said, yes. Who are you? He said, the Lord sent me to you. I said, the Lord? I have one Lord. If there is another Lord contrary to the one I have, I think it's a counterfeit. He says, yes, I should tell you that the person you are coming to wait will not come. I said, see him coming. He turned and he looked. He never saw anybody. I just kept quiet. While he was telling me I had to, he brought out um, um, salt. That I should use salt, blah, 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 pray, and just after some days, I said, excuse me, I am the salt of the earth. Telling me to use any other salt, contrary to that, which I know, it cannot work. I'm sorry. The door is open. I never invited you. It's an open place. You can turn back, 360, and go back where you're coming from. The moment he left, he now started speaking about that. Whatever that happened to you, it's not my fault. I have told you, don't say I did not tell you. As he was just finishing, I said, no weapon fashioned against me that will prosper. Yes, sir. There is no enchantment against the house of David. Yes, sir. Therefore, all enchantment, I return it back to you. As I just finished that, the person I'm waiting for just drive in. And now went, I ran after the man and said, excuse me, excuse me. The person is here. Come and stop him from coming to do business with me. The man said, I did not come to do any business. God, when you are speaking last night, God told me to come and see you. What is the problem? I just tell him, right, he gave me the money. And that was it. Hallelujah. And that was it. Some of the problems and the challenges we have is fear. Thank you. Fear. Because over 120 times, the Bible it is written, fear not. Fear not. He keep repeating it. Fear not. Fear not. If I had imbibed that word from that man, that would have been by so doing, he will not say, give me your number. He will be using his crystal ball to monitor my progress. Impossible. All right. Thank you very much. Let's celebrate him. And, and it is very important that we hear the, the... I'm going to come to you, sister. It's very important that we hear the, the, the word that is being spoken there. Pastor also said the same thing, right? What saves you when you get that terrifying uh, word, so-called word from the Lord, is not just your own word. It is the word of the Lord that you have and you are holding on to. Right? Somebody said, use a sword. And you are telling the person, Nami be sword. You know, there is the way you, you, when you, when you are traveling, especially in a Yoruba related state, they will tell you, oh, Nekpa de Bilono, that evil will not meet you. I used to tell them, tell evil not to meet me. If evil meets me, <laughs> I will kill evil. What is evil, right? And so it is the word of the Lord that is on the inside of us that we use to counter it, right? And also very important, so that I don't forget, I'm coming to you. It is not only when somebody walk up to you and tell you negative thing or something that is terrifying that you hear evil. Have you realized that you can just sit down and something will tell you this silly fan will fall on your head, right? Something will tell you as you are driving, I, 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 I may just have an accident. The thought will come. But when thoughts come, you don't counter it with thoughts. When evil thoughts come or evil message, you counter it with the word of the Lord. When thoughts come, you counter it with the word. Lord. Hallelujah. Um, I feel like one of the many reasons why we don't hear God is because of the company we keep. Company we keep, thank you. I personally feel like I don't associate myself with people that don't know God. When I'm in school and I have an exam or something, I know some people who will be saying, oh, this man is wicked, he's going to set so-so-so questions, better read, better, but I know that I've read to the extent I can mm. and I've prayed. Mm. So God is telling me, Chanel, go, you're mm. going to write this exam and you're going to come out in flying colors. Don't listen to what other people are telling you. Thank you very much. Let's celebrate the company. The company that we keep sometimes can hinder us from hearing from God. And I can give us an example. Let's give out the mic. Some Sundays ago, we had a drama presentation here. 
and there was someone that the devil, there were three sets of persons. The first two sets of persons, the devil has dealt with them, right? Is the devil in church today? The devil is not in church today. And it, it, won't, it won't be in our church forever, right? But the third person, the Holy Spirit, the word of the Lord, though the devil was giving her a word of condemnation, why she should be tortured, but she had the word of the Lord to counter that, that voice of the devil. But something happened. When a friend, a bad company, a friend that cannot support you, that cannot stand with you in the place of prayer, entered a house. It was a friend that gave access to now the devil to now come in and into a house and sit with her. And do you realize what happened? When the devil was now dealing with her, what happened to the friend? Went to hide. So the company that we keep, there are times that we keep a company that when we fall or we are falling, the company we keep will be able to pull us up. We should be mindful of the company that we keep. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Um, I just want to contribute as regards who is your shepherd. Mm. And this is so rampant. I mean, so many people are not in church, but I know people too. Is this going around different places? I'm not saying that you should not, you cannot go to, I mean, I, I sometimes I visit church if I think I have any program I want to be part of. But that doesn't make that shepherd my shepherd. So it's this, I'm going for prayers. Uh, where there's this man of God. Who is your own man of God? Who does? So I know where God has placed me, at least for that time. And if God, led by the Spirit, should be God speaking to me. And if he wants to tell me something else, I have a man of God that he has placed over me where I am being shepherded. He should talk, speak to me through the man of God and the Holy Spirit will confirm it with me. So all this going to... Different men of God, men of God, men of God. Uh, the second one is powerful. They go there for prayers on Friday. Then so go there on Wednesday. And many people do it. And many people get lost. I know some people that they will tell you after. After a while, they've been going, you know, they will not realize that. You know, I know there's a story in the Bible of the one girl that was following them, Paul. You know, she had the, no, the Peter, I think. She had the word of, um, word of knowledge in quotes. But what did Peter say? He actually bind the devil out of her because she had the word. So some of these men of God in quotes, they will tell you some things that seem to be true. After a while, she say, after a while, she said, I should bring one money. And can it come, can it come? Everything just goes wrong. I've heard many from church here and from people outside. They'll be going to these men of God that is not their pastor. They'll be praying for them. They will collect money. After a while, something will go wrong. So we need to be careful. Who has God, where has God placed you? Hear from your man of God. It's not because we want to idolize Pastor Femi Paul, but that's where you are right now, honestly. If it's not, if it's God is going to speak to you, let him speak to you through where he has planted you. Avoid so many voices and God will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Too many voices. Too many voices. Let's come to this side and I would like us to start from the back, Sister Buki. Let's come to this side. Do we have a mic here? Okay, please. Too many voices. And pastor has preached that's such a sermon before, right? That we hear so many voices, right? Too many voices. When we hear, so, even, even at home, when we hear too many voices, we get confused. We won't know what to do, right? I'm, I'm going to come back to the, to the place of yielding to the spiritual authority above all because we are not saying that uh, God cannot send someone to you, but the question is, who is God sending to you? And whatever that person, the message the person is delivering to you, what is that message? What is that message meeting on the inside of you, right? Let's go on. Good evening, church. Good evening. Um, I think another thing that is important is we should know how God speaks to us. And you should know yourself. For instance, God always speaks to me through dreams. Okay. I like to sleep. That's my favorite thing to do. Correct. And God would speak to me through dreams. Case in point, when I was in school, I came home for the holiday and I had misplaced my passport. And I was looking for it because I knew I needed to go back to school. And I was sleeping. And God just showed me where my passport was. Apparently, I'd thrown the passports in an envelope behind my mom's bed. Mm. I woke up from sleep and I went, went straight there. So I know personally that God speaks to me through dreams. Thank so you. So it's very important much. to know that. So, which means that another way that we may, what, another thing that can prevent us from hearing from God is even identifying how God speaks to us. Because for every one of us, He has a pattern. And remember that we said the way we speak to a uh, brother, Baba Femi, may not be totally, in fact, most of the time will be different from the way we speak to the other person. All right. Thank you very much. Let's hear uh, bro, brother Oba Femi. Is it Oba Femi or Baba Femi? Oba Femi, sir. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, actually, many of us, we don't know 
the God that we serve. Mm. Many of us believe on the pastors or the spiritual person that they go to. And when that one, uh, when that pastor or the spiritual father they, they go to, tell them something that this is what is going to happen. They don't, they don't even think otherwise because their life and their mind has been sown to that spiritual father. For example, what happened to me? I have my senior sister attend Celestia Church. I wanted to go and see my late father before he died. And I went to her at Bagada. I said, Auntie, I'm going to Elisha. I'm feeling my dad. That I want to go and see daddy. He said, okay. And he said, but before you go, have you prayed? I said, you know, you are born in a Christian house. We have to pray. That's our first routine every day. And I pray for it. And God has shown it to me that there's nothing going to happen. He said, okay. Since I've uh, met him in the church, let the pastor. I don't believe that anybody should lay hands on my head. I don't, that thing has never occurred to me that somebody should put his hand on my head and say he's praying for me. No, I don't believe it. So I now told her, I said, okay. As the man just prayed, he said, ah, you wanted to travel. Don't go. That if you go, there's going to be an accident. Ah. From my mind, I said, when God has shown me, when I'm serving the car and everything is okay, I said, if I want to die, let me die. I will see God. I just cruised my car from uh, Bagada that day. I got to the toll gate. I said, Lord, I commit my, my, my journey to your hands. onto your hands. That you know my wish. I want to go and see my dad. Let me go safely and come back safely. Believe you me, I went to Elisha at the rate of 130. I came back. Instead of me to go back home, I just went to my sister. I said, this is what my daddy asked me to give to you. He said, eh? Eh? You went oh, to, I said, I went, I said, I've told you, all these uh, celestial something you are doing, they will ruin your life. All right. You better see the light. So, what I've seen in it is that some of us, when this prophecy come to them, they quickly believe in it. They don't even stand firm. Stand firm on where you right. are. Yes, sir. Thank you very much, sir. Let's celebrate him. Let's move very fast. I can see many hands. I'm coming to you, Dele. Let's go, Ramicha. Dele wants to speak for the first time. In church. Good evening, church. Good, Good evening, evening everybody. Sir. I think one of the ways, uh, one of the things that hinders our hearing from the Holy Spirit is flagrant disobedience to him when he has spoken. I sat down here and I recorded uh, something is I I traveled and then we are on our way coming back to Lagos. The Holy Spirit just prompted me to, to preach in the bus, which I did. When I was concluding that with prayer, I, he told me specifically to t tell the driver he should not take the Bini road. You should take the new bypass road. And I told the driver, but he refused. And he took the Bini, inside Bini. And that day, what was terrible? There was flood all over the place. Everywhere was flooded. As we were trying to make our way out from there, a truck ran in, into the bus we were in. Out from that bus, had only two, one of the hands had only two fingers in it. And he called his guys. Behaving like like mad dogs. They said they are going to deal with us. They are going to burn the bus. They are going to deal. Before we, we could say Jesus is Lord, the man used the finger and pointed into the hand, the eyes of the driver. So the man was trying to, you know, grabbing for his sight and everything. They broke the windscreen. They did a, a whole lot of. And at the end of the day, people were shouting, but you were told, this man told you not to take this, this part. So whenever the Holy Spirit speaks, we should do ourselves good to obey. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you very much. Sister Anita, we are coming, we are coming, we are coming. 
Yes, Anita. Good evening, church. Good evening. I, I think another one is um, distraction. Yeah. It, because it's, um, and um, why I'm saying that, because the devil is there to kill, steal, and to destroy. So we'll distract you from even hearing from God. And even uh, another one too is the mind. Because uh, 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 an idle mind is the devil's workshop. Mm -hmm. So it depends on what you feed in that, what, is what you feed in your mind that allows the devil to trespass. But if you feed, if you are so deep in the word, if you are so deep in the word, you cannot, the devil cannot trespass. Mm -hmm. You cannot kill that part because you're already filled with the word of God. And you're being led that the Holy Spirit can actually connect with you mm -hmm. through that through your mind. Yes, and also, uh, as I said, the distractions. Because distractions, you know, the, the devil will always want to put a lot of things in your mind and you lose track of things. Mm. Especially when you're supposed to come to church, you're thinking about something else or di different, different, different things. So, distraction is a very, is a very key thing. And your mind too is another big, um, another big, at, at another uh, um, factor. Alright. Thank you very factor. much. Let's celebrate okay. our and I, I, it is very important that we are picking lessons from, from all that is being said. We'll come back from all that is being said because we are looking at, in the process of identifying what those things that are hindering us from hearing from God, we'll also be able to know what to avoid so that we can hear the voice of God, we can hear the leading of God per time. Let's hear you, ma'am. Okay, good evening, church. Good I evening. just want to mention two things. The first is um, we've boxed God. So you mentioned meditation and being at peace. Yes, sir. Um, what people will understand is having going to sit in the room and waiting for God to listen mm. to you. So we've boxed God in such a way in which we, we let the Holy Spirit direct us in some part of our life, and then we believe we can do the others ourselves. Mm. And the second thing I want to say is that sometimes when God gives you an instruction, you must always continue to listen to him because he can change his instruction in the middle of the journey. Yeah. But then you are obeying yesterday's instruction for today's journey. Very important. And then you miss it. Please help me celebrate her. And that is, I'm coming, ma'am. That's a very strong point, right? Because God speaks and we are meant to train ourselves to hearing what God is saying per time. What God said is what is settled, forever is settled. But we should not only just be fixed, fix our mind on what God has said, but we should also train our mind to hear what God is saying. And we know about the story of Hezekiah. Yes, God said he was going to die. Yes, he said it. There was no, no, no argument. But something happened that made God said something else. Right? God said he was going to die. But this is what God is saying at this time. And it is very important that we listen to what God is saying. And she also spoke about boss. Putting God in a box, right? Uh, we, we just expect him to answer in a particular way, in a show forth in a particular direction. Forgetting that the word of the Lord says, as the heaven is far from the heart, so are my thoughts far from your thoughts. Right? His ways are not our ways. It's beyond him. You might be thinking that your breakthrough will happen by the voice of the Lord. Let's remember the last time I came here to preach that the healing of a valiant man, a man of honor, a captain of the army of Syria, came, was instigated by the house help that was in the house. So we should not box God. We should keep our mind open to receive from God. Sister Lydie. Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, another reason why we might not hear God or we don't hear God is laziness. Mm. Um, so you want, you don't want to pray, you don't want to stay in the place of prayer, you don't want to study, you don't want to listen, you don't want to read your Bible, and you're expecting that one prophet to come from somewhere and come and tell you what you, what you need to do. You don't want to read your books, but you are, you are hoping that somehow, somehow, one thing will just come and then you just pass your exam. It's laziness. And um, I remember when I was about to attend the White Garment Church, we didn't like to pray, we didn't like to do anything. In fact, best we could do was to read Psalm. You were the one Brother Abafin was referring to. Yeah, and uh, you know, we didn't want to pray, we didn't want to study, so you prefer to just dance. You didn't want to, we were not even serious with school. You prefer to go and sit down in front of one prophet that will tell you, okay, bring down, bring seven candles, go and wash your head somewhere, mm. you meet one man, one man will give you money. It was fun, you know, there was no, we, didn't, we didn't want to pray, we didn't want to study. And another, and what informs laziness 
that makes a Christian think that it's my, only my pastor that was here for me, I cannot hear by myself. What informs that is mindset. It's because they have, was telling me now, they have made it look like to hear God is work, is hard work. You have to. Because, and really, it is not work. It is a relationship. The same way you expect your father to yes, speak sir. to you, God yes, wants to speak to you. Yes, so it's not about that I must fast three days and three nights for God to speak to me. That was what they made it look like in white garment that you have to, you, you have to fast. You have to fast for 21 days. And when you fast for 21 days, the prophet will not hear word that come and give it to you. And so they made it so they idolize these people in a way that they will so brainwash you. Ah, man, they will brainwash you that. Ah, hey, God. They will brainwash you that to take the grace of God to bring you back. You'll be so brainwashed. And so every Tuesday we will carry ourselves and go and give prophets money so that they can tell you what will happen to you. What will happen to you when the Holy can actually tell you in your room. Yes, and so you find that my, someone like my mom then, my mom will go to church. She, does, she didn't want to pray. She didn't want to hear God for herself. She didn't, we didn't even think it was possible for God to speak to us. We thought it was only the prophet God, God could speak to. And so that's what keeps people in bondage in that place. They'll just keep you in bondage. And so it is not work to hear God. It is not hard work to hear God. God wants to speak to you more than you even want to hear him. So he's only speaking to you. There's a written word of God. And it's not, it's not one big deal. It's not... May God help us. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, and we should not just think that it is only a false prophet or in white garment that you can be kept in that bondage, right? We should liberate ourselves. In fact, one, most times when a man of God, a true man of God, receives a word of God for you, you are even the one that will come back to come and tell the, word, the man of God, this thing you told me. It is not the man of God that will be keeping record and now be checking, okay, now you are successful. Do you realize that it was that prayer that I prayed for you? Uh, or they will pray for you and tell you your tithes over the next somebody has told me that before my tithes over the next one clinic I should come and be paying to his ministry because he prayed for me I didn't even know you prayed for me whatever that has happened in my life <laughs> has happened in my life you understand so he, most of the time a true man of God will receive the word of God because he's not receiving for only you he will receive the word of God for you, deliver the word of God that it has left him. You are the one that should take the word of God and run with it. And when prophecy comes, I'm coming, sir. When prophecy comes on the altar, to be sincere, what brings about the manifestation of prophecy over your life? It is not just the mere word that has been spoken. It is you taking that word that has been spoken to the place of prayer and calling for the manifestation of that word. Very once in a while, right, the Lord will break record such that even your own unbelief cannot end up what God wants to do in your life. Very once in a while, it will happen that way. But most of the time, it is you taking that word and it's the same way that you believe the positive word. Even if someone comes to prophesy the negative, take the negative, take it to the place of prayer and counter it. It is not for you to dwell on it and live in fear. Celebrate God, the word of God this evening. Let's hear you, sir. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I also believe that if there's danger ahead and the true man of God knows about it, mm. the first thing he will do is to pray for you yes, without sir. even telling you anything. Mm -hmm. And if he's going to discuss it with you, you surely use wisdom. You won't leave him in fear. Mm. You will leave him in strength yes, sir. and in courage. Yes, sir. Then the second part is that all these issues about all these false prophets and everything, I also think I might be wrong, but the question is, sometimes we also entertain them. We give them that opportunity. Mm, to come in. Yeah, because I've met some of them, and uh, before they say the first word, I just cut them off and walk away from them. Because the word they sow, even if you're going to do anything, that voice will still continue repeating itself. Mm in your system. Yes, sir. So the first thing is, do not hear that word. Cut them off and just walk away from them. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you very much, sir. Okay, let's hear Sister Okwe uh, very lastly and we begin to bring this service to Good evening, you. church. Good evening. I was going to add to what Pastor Kola said. Right. Out of experience, we should actually not entertain it. Sometimes out of desperation mm -hmm. because of what we're going through, we feel like whatever anybody says to us at any at that point would sound like it's making sense. 
I remember one day I was at I was on Isaac John inside traffic. I was in a cab. It was back in the day where the, most of us still used yellow cabs. And then I must have been lost in thought, you know, trying to figure some things out. It was a time where I was going through some things. And then all of a sudden, someone just appeared by the window of the cab and started saying things to me. They started with Yoruba. Hmm. Hello. Like I was going through something. And then everything he said at the time was already sounding like it was making sense. He was mm-hmm. even telling me things that I could do. He said, when I get home, I should put sugar so that my life can turn from sadness to sweet. sweet. You know, put sugar under my bed. I'll, trust me, I was already imagining how I would do it. Because in my mind, I was like, this person is not asking me to um, carry out any sacrifice or anything. Like, she be sugar. We all take sugar mm. and water. But then all of a sudden, some one very unassuming guy just passed. And he was like, why are you listening to this man? And he just walked away. And I just came back alive. It was as if something came back. Like, what's going on? Mm. So I realized that out of focusing so much on what you're going through, Mm. right? Forgetting that God is always speaking. Mm. Forgetting that God is always there. Everything I was going through at the time, trust me, I can't remember anymore. Because it's... I've gone past it. Everything is all sorted. So what I'm saying is try not to focus too much on what you're going through. Don't let desperation push you to listen to what you should not even listen to in the first place. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Desperation. Please bring it to Brother Lalua. Desperation. Desperation. Most of the time we are so desperate that we are ready to do anything and listen to any voice. And anybody. All right. Good evening, church. Good evening, sir. I think one of the reasons why we Hallelujah. I think one of the reasons why we don't hear God is when we allow the cares of this world and the pressures of life to overwhelm us. I have found out that um, relationship will only develop when you spend time with God. Mm-hmm. So often there are not people who don't even have time. They don't, they don't even have time to, to spend with God. So they just rush out of the house. And by the time they are coming back, they just come back. They are so tired, they just go to bed. Mm-hmm. And so they don't really have time to hear from God. God. Another thing is, when you draw near unto God, God will draw near unto you. So, it is important for us to do that. Uh, He said, in quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. And so, we need to, among every other thing, we need to find some time to just be quiet. I also said, I noted this, that one of the reasons why we don't hear God is our mindset or mentality. And that has actually been conditioned by either our culture, our tradition, or our experience, or experience of other people. Somebody once told me, he said, the day you can predict what God will do, when he will do it, how he will do it, then be rest assured we are not dealing with God. Because God is an infinite God, and your finite mind cannot contain every of his actions. Thank you very Thank much. You very much. Hallelujah. Thank you very much. And I will just draw this to the end, right? And just on one note, which he has already led me into, how is it that we, we hear from God? How do we hear from God? Just very one point, and I bring this message to a close. Please, uh, turn with me to John chapter 14, uh, verse 15. Uh, I read from verse 15, I think, to verse 17. John 14, 15 to 17. And the Bible says, if you love me, Right? Keep my commandments. And I'm talking about why or how can we hear from God or receive the leading of the Holy Spirit. And it says, and I will pray. This is Jesus. And I will pray to the Father. And he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. Right? So the starting point, and he mentioned it, and some of us have also mentioned it. The starting point to enjoying the ministry of the Holy Spirit is for us to love God and whoever you love, you spend time with, right? Love does not, uh, cannot dwell in, abst- in, in, in abstract, right? It is either you are with the person physically or you are connected with the person. Even for, for, for human relationship, you are connected with the person by phone. You are always speaking to the person. You are always hearing from the person. Now, when you spend time with the person, when you draw near to the person, and you draw near to the Holy Spirit in this context, you spend time with the Holy Spirit, you spend time listening to him, right? You are al- always going to hear him speak to you. And he's going to lead you. He's going to guide you into all truth, 
right? It's going to guide you into what is to happen such that life will not cut you unawares and you are going to enjoy life triumphantly. You are going to be successful in life so much so that people will wonder how is it that you are always getting things right. You are always getting it right because you yield yourself to the leading of the Holy Spirit. I want us to bow our head this evening and just whisper a, 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 a word of prayer to God and to pray the Holy Spirit. Said, if you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray. I want us to pray to God this evening. And in quietness, I want you to pray to God. Let my heart connect to you. Let my heart connect to you. Help me to hear you part time. Help me to hear you when you speak. Teach me, O oh Lord. Give me the grace. Give me the grace to spend time with you. To spend time with you. Open my ears to hear when you speak. Open my eyes to see when you show me. Open my understanding to understand what you are telling me part time in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you. We bless you. We appreciate you for your word that we have received this evening. Lord, we ask, oh God, that even as your word has come to us for those of us that are in this house and those that are connecting to us right now by, by, by online version, Lord, we pray, oh God, that we will yield to your leading and your spirit will lead us, will give us direction in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray that from today, our life will be in the right path. You will guide us into all truth in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for answering our prayers. You are worthy to be praised. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. In Jesus' mighty name, we are afraid. Let's celebrate.